It's Naughty Boy with La 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 on Cliff Central. Thank you so much to Gareth and the team back here on Monday, 6 to 9. Hello, my name is Andrew Levy. Welcome to the show. It is 9.03 on Friday morning. And that means you're with the Kwanzaa Show for the next hour. Hey, we've got a whole bunch of really cool stuff happening uh, throughout the show. It's going to be a bit crazy here. We've got uh, some new exciting faces. And we've also got a, a really interesting uh, topic that's been going crazy over the last three weeks uh, in uh, the entire of South Africa. Um, I'm joined by a fantastically interesting guy. He's going to be joining me on the show going forward. His name's Rory Sang Shabalala. We've been speaking to him about a number of issues. This guy uh, was ex... Ex-political, ex all sorts of <laughs> I've got to bring it up, you know, it's who you are, it's who you are. But Rory Sung is going to be my partner going forward, doing a, a whole bunch of radio with you. And of course, today we're speaking about when bad guys do good things. And now, you might be thinking of Lolly Jackson here. I mean, he brought uh, teasers to, to the front of everyone's <laughs> minds. But actually, we're speaking about Cecil John Rhodes. It's uh, a conversation that continues to make headlines in uh, South Africa. And uh, we wanted to get a little bit of a, a different perspective, a viewpoint that might be slightly different. And uh, also challenge your opinion. Of course, we want your your opinions. Count 0861-555-189. You can also tweet us at yebo underscore levy or at cliffcentral.com. And WeChat is up and running. The comments are coming in. Uh, go to cliffcentral.com on WeChat and send us your thoughts on Roads Must Fall. What do you think about it? When bad guys do good things, what do we do about it? Rory, uh, quick introduction to who you are. Quick one, you will get to know more about me as time goes on, but uh, Rory is a opinionated guy who just wants to get to know everybody, so you'll get to know me as as you go. Rory also <laughs> we don't speaks, have enough time. Rory also speaks about himself in the third person, which is a lovely character trait. I love that. Rory, just uh, on this, when when bad guys do good things, uh, Roads Must Fall has been in the papers for now three weeks. It started with uh, the feces and has continued uh, to the point now where I think the UCT are taking a decision on it today. Um, your thoughts just generally, does Rhodes stay? Does Rhodes go? Yeah, I personally believe that Rhodes must go. Um, uh, and, and what drives that is that it's not so much about the statue, but it's what it represents. I think that this might be a pivotal moment in the, in, in the history of this country when we've seen so much citizen activism around something that we will not stand for. You know, when we have the e-tolls, we, 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 we might speak about it, but we don't do anything about it. When we spoke about Kandla, we speak about it, but we don't do something about it. Here we are seeing a community of concerned citizens actually taking action and doing something about what they feel is that it's a revolution against something they find revolting, frankly. And, and, and it's a conversation that we need to have. We shouldn't just dismiss it. It's more about what it represents rather than the statue itself. So I'm, I'm keen to have my mind changed if, if anyone has a different opinion. So that's why we're going to have this conversation today. All right. Uh, give us a call, 0861-555-189, if you do have a strong opinion about this. Of course, WeChat is also available. And Twitter is already going a little bit nuts. Um, I'm seeing all sorts of tweets. We'll get to some of those as we go throughout the show. We've got a whole bunch of guests from different uh, different walks of life uh, talking to us about this issue. I think we're going to start at the heart, though, Raw. I think we should get going with uh, someone at UCT, someone who's who's living this right now. Uh, on the line at the moment, we have uh, Clifford. Uh, he's a member. Is, is he a member of the ANC Youth League? Do you know? Yeah, let, let him tell us. Clifford. <laughs> 
Clifford, is that your website? You have no I idea. Have no guys. idea. Okay. Clifford. Clifford, good morning to you. You're, you're uh, a UCT uh, student, I believe. Tell us a little bit about what you do and, and your feelings on uh, on roads. Hey, good morning. How are you? Very, very good. What, what What's your story, Clifford? What are you studying? What are you doing at UCT? I'm a law student. I'm doing a bit here at UCT. Um, yes, and I'm an African national. I'm not really South African at all. You said, you said you're an African national? Yes, I'm not South African. Oh, you're not South African. Okay, I get you. Where get exactly you. are you from, Clifford? Yes, okay, this is great. So now we've got someone from Zimbabwe uh, who obviously is very vested in this issue around uh, roads. Because of course, of roads, is, is, roads was buried there, right? Yes, I agree. Okay. So help us understand, uh, Clifford, what is the hurt all about regarding this this statue? Okay, um, basically when we're saying roads must fall, um, we have been uh, mistaken. I mean, uh, mistaken by many people. Many people think that we are trying to destroy a statue, but it's just beyond that. It's more than that. We are talking about transformation. We are talking about real transformation in the institution. Uh, we are talking about institutional racism that must go down in the institution. But then again, it's not limited to UCT. We are talking about transformation all over the the the, 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 the whole country, all over Africa, wherever black students are included. That Just help us out here. There, there are people out there that are saying they don't understand what this thing is about. What's so bad about roads, and 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 why him? So you're you're dealing with a bigger issue, and you've decided to focus specifically and to center it specifically around the statue of roads and the personality of roads. So why wh- why him, and why now? Yes. Uh, okay. Firstly, why him? I mean, his name is Cecil John Rhodes, the man who just had a dream to colonize the world of Africa to build the. A railway line from Cape to Cairo. The guy who made that a lot of, and I mean, I mean, videos and millions of, uh, of black people enslaved many of them. But when we read the history books, we are just told he was a businessman. We are told he was a mining magnate. And 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 all these that's they're not a reference to him. All, all this racism, all this divide, this particular separation. Right now we're dealing with racism in South Africa, racism maybe all over the world. Right? We're talking about a man who actually pioneered this particular concept here in Africa. But so, but but Clifford, did he also yeah. not? Did he also then not leave a legacy that has seen many people who would have not had opportunities to get education, getting getting at that education? So is, is are we just looking at one part of his legacy, or are we are we taking it in totality and then uh, reaching a conclusion? Okay, I'm assuming when you're saying the legacy is, uh, you mean the, the scholarships that is giving so yes. much education, and also the so-called men that is donated to UCT. Yes, yes, yes. Firstly, I think I think people should start unlearning those 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 crazy ideas that that they have about us. Look, when we look at his scholarships that he might have left through his will, right? Uh, in the first place, it is not necessarily his money. There is no need for a student to be actually grateful to this guy for all that money because. In the first place, the money that he got, all the riches that he got, it was through exploitation of the black people. 
it was through exploitation of the masses that we actually hear during that time. So what does that render the money that he has? It takes that money, not necessarily his, but rather that money is for everyone. Now that we have reached democracy, that money is not actually his alone. It is money for everyone, and it is the right of the people to actually get a part and to partake in that particular money. Because they are tax, I mean, they sweated for that money. They were exploited to, be, to, to get that money. So those riches, you can equip them to just that money. So there is no way we can start that to say what is a good man at all. And then the other, the other thing is that part of his videos, that, that money was supposed to go and fund a particular a, a, a group, a particular racial group. That was white white people were going to be funded by that. Of course, he never envisioned that there would be a society whereby there's a democracy and the political will be free. He envisioned a society whereby white supremacy is going to be spread, white supremacy will go on. So that is why his will actually, I mean, he was blinded by this society. He didn't think that we will gain this particular independence. So the black people benefiting from those scholarships, it was not thought by him, and he never intended to be so. But however, it happened because, I mean, we are the black people and we fought, and, and, and we fought, and now we are where we are because of fighting. And, and that's how we get to partake in that particular that particular issue. And then when you reference the issue of land, I mean, when you speak about land, uh, 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 that was the nation to city. Let's be honest. I mean, who are we kidding? The land really was not city. It was land. The many coins and people that lived in that particular land that were made that that would be were destroyed by the by, by the settlers when they came uh, uh, at that particular time. And and and, and it was not his. If it was his land, it was his land according to the laws of the Roman Church, but not the African laws. Clifford, Clifford, I just want to interject you there. Um, Lots of comments coming through on on Twitter, on Facebook. Join the conversation. If you've just joined us, it's all about uh, uh, when bad guys do good things. We're speaking uh, in particular about Roads Must Fall. Uh, We're speaking to Clifford, a student, uh, a law student uh, at UCT at the moment. Clifford, uh, someone, Sean Gray on Twitter has said, the question that I have is, where do you draw the line? Where does it stop? How far do we need to go? So let's say that Rhodes uh, statue does disappear tomorrow. Then what? What's next on, on the agenda of the UCT students? Okay, I'm not going to speak of the agenda of the next students, but the question of where do you stop, right? Uh, uh, where do you draw the line? Uh, let's, be, let's be clear about one thing. It's not an issue about when will the roads go down. I mean, it's not an issue about whether roads will go down. Roads will definitely go down. And, and, and they will go down anyway because the students, the masses have spoken. We know a revolution has happened before, and this is the beginning of the revolution. Students are not happy. They are not going to fold their arms and sit back and watch while management does nothing or while the country does nothing. When the masses have spoken, they have spoken. They want him down. He will go down. So, Clifford, maybe let me ask you just one last question. So when Generation 2035 uh, looks to you guys and, and looks to, to us and asks for advice, if they, if they should look on Kantla, for example, and decide that it represents everything that they do not like about government and it represents corruption and they look at the findings of um, the, the, the public protector, what will we say to them if they decide they want to start a Kandla Must Fall campaign? What would you say to them? What would you advise them? Okay. Uh, basically, this is what I would advise anyone who wants to revolve. Whenever there is an issue that is at hand that must be dealt with, whenever there is insecurity in society, when the masses are tired, when the masses can no longer breathe anymore, this is one solution. They must stand up and speak. Be it in Ganda, be it CJ Road statue, be it anything, the masses must stand up. They must stand up.
stand up because it is who we are. It is the people. When the people do not want something and the government is not willing to do anything about it, they should stand up. The people should stand up and speak. After all, the government, we elect the government, we are our representatives. If they no longer save us, they are useless to us. They no longer save the people, they are useless. They are not supposed to be where they are. Thanks, thanks. We will allow them. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks. Thanks so much for those opinions, Cliff. Uh, we have to go on and get some other opinions. But please, if you have anything further to say to us, please send us, please tweet us um, at cliffcentral.com, uh, at cliffcentral.com. So we'd, like, we'd love to hear more about what you have to say on this issue. Thanks. Clifford, thank you so much. Uh, he is an, an African national student, not African national congress student, uh, at uh, the University of Cape Town, where all this is going down. Of course, we're speaking about when bad guys do good things. Uh, the Rhodes Must Fall statue is in uh, the heart of this debate. It's uh, it's caused quite a stir over the last three weeks. Um, Raw, I mean, let's bring it back a little bit. It's not just about a, a silly statue of a contemplative con- uh, col- uh, colonist. Uh, is that the word? Colonist? Colonialist. Colonialist. <laughs> Imperialist, colonialist, <laughs> capitalist. Colonialist. It's really about transformation. Um, we're we're uh, trying to get hold of, of uh, someone from the vice chancellor's office at UCT. There are eight black professors right now. No uh, black woman professors. Is this a problem 21 years afterwards? Would you prefer to have someone who is in uh, you know black in color uh, but doesn't teach as well as someone or who is as competent as someone who is is of a different color uh, or would you would you want to be progressive and try and get transformation happening as quick as possible i think it's it's imperative that we get transformation as quick as possible i mean after 20 years i i struggle to believe that we don't have enough competent uh, people now you need to understand to become an academic at that level, to become a doctorate in something, you have spent time studying and so on. So there are a lot of PhDs at UCT. That, uh, UCT just hasn't found a way to, to, to make some of those, particularly women, has not, made the oppo- has not created the opportunity for, for them to become professors. Now, the important thing here is that what, do, what, does it, what, what image does it reflect to students? So if students don't see or don't feel that they can be taught by black people, then it continues to perpetuate the, the cycle that we're in. So this thing is a matter of urgency. And as I said, I, I, I'm fully in support of, of, of what's happening in, at UCT, at, at Rhodes University, and this revolution that, that Clifford says is, is about to start. I think it's long overdue. A lot of people are asking on Twitter, and please join the conversation at Yebo underscore L-E-V-Y, uh, at cliffcentral.com. We've got, it's Mrs. Mouton has said, no emotional attachment towards C.J. Rhodes or his statue, but what will it fix by removing it? And I think that's the answer of saying, you know, it's, it's the start of something, isn't it? I mean, mm. it's not only about transformation in terms of numbers of people that we see. It's also about the narratives that are told. Um, we're still seeing a very Western narrative being taught at, at UCT. You know, the history books are saying 1652 is when things happened, but, but of course there was a lot more going on before then. Yeah. And a bit, look, Clifford, Clifford said institutional racism and, and we need to, we need to, to, to be mindful of what institutional racism is. Uh, it goes beyond just the Kordbrook and Kharkis type of racism. It's, it's now, <laughs> we're now talking about institutions within society that perpetuate the oppression of one, 
over another. Mm-hmm. Now, if we say we're people of virtue, why do we support that? And a question that I would ask, and perhaps um, our listeners need to think about, is, okay, so what do you have to lose if the Statue of Rhodes moves? What do you have to lose, and why would you then defend it so vigorously? Well, it's, uh, I think it's more around you know, what happens next. A lot of people are speaking about that on, on WeChat as well. Um, Sia Mnyanda, I hope I pronounced his surname correctly, is a, a journalist who wrote for The Telegraph uh, a very interesting article about this roads must fall. Sia, good morning to you. You believe that uh, roads potentially must stay or, or must it go? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not too I'm, I'm not too phased as to whether he goes or stays, but I'm, I'm, I'm a bit worried as to what happens um, after we decide that he goes um, in terms of our history and the fact that South Africa has got a lot of similar other monuments around our cities, around our towns. Um, what happens now? Where do we draw the line? Who goes? Who stays? Do we remove all of them? Um, I think it's just started a, a completely different debate and um, might also run away from the issues by scapegoating um, instead of attending uh, to them immediately. Well, I mean, it's quite interesting you bring that up because uh, we've seen uh, the Vice-Chancellor of UCT, Dr. Max Price, he's been quite vocal in the media, talking a little bit about how um, the trans the, or the lack of transformation at UCT is a huge, huge problem. Do you think he's just quelling uh, some of the the uh, the anger of of the crowds by saying, "Yeah, you know, roads must go. Like, let's get it on," and then then hopefully people will go away. They'll be silenced. I guess definitely. And I, I think I think a lot. This is my opinion. I think a lot of a lot of um, the crowds are also not um, will be called by that. I think it might be a similar thing with the with the Bring Back Our Girls campaign, where a lot of people rally behind the cause, and the feelings a few weeks go by and dies down. I think once the statue goes down, um, we are in trouble of the same happening in this country. So yeah, um, on Twitter at the moment, we just uh, put up your your uh, your incredibly interesting article on uh, on the, that was written in the Guardian at Yebo underscore Alivy. If you've just joined us, we are talking about when bad people do good things. Is there is there some kind of you know good regarding roads that that should stay? Should we remember him, and how public should that remembrance be? I think I think Rhodes is a phenomenal um, example of what is good and what is bad about our, our country. I think the contradiction and the person that he is destroyed the South African case. And I think for as long as we haven't solved the problems of um, institutional racism and um, have uh, institutions that don't reflect the democratic profile of our country, I think that it's it's uh, premature to remove him because. He is a reflection of what is happening in our country, and his legacy still exists today. I think if we'd maybe overcome his legacy and had a more reflective, had more reflective institutions um, with um, agendas and demographics that reflected us, then maybe we could talk about removing him. But as things stand, nothing has been done yet, and to remove him just seems premature. See, uh, what would you say to people that feel that we we were mollycoddling uh, imperialist uh, and let's say white supremacy views? What what would you say to that? To say we need to stop being we need to stop being nice about it. Twenty years later, we haven't moved very far uh, in terms of uh, of transforming the country, and we need to be a lot more militant in it. What, what do you, how do you respond to that by people who are who it's their lived experience of feeling like they've had enough? How, how do you where should they start then? If they don't start with with roads, where should they start? 
I would say start with the issues. I would say start with the program to make sure that we do have academic. Start with the program that makes sure we do have African philosophies. Start with the problem that makes sure that students have better funding and access to university degrees. I don't think removing a statue um, has anything to do with those material changes. Starting with things that, that will have an actual impact. I don't think Limpopo is in a better condition than it was when it was called the Northern Cape, the Northern Province, rather, because the material things haven't been attended to. The same exists in this case, in my opinion. Okay, at uh, Seranya on uh, Twitter says, um, I think our society has bigger problems and taking it down or having it up is not going to help anyone. Uh, we need to stop protesting the past and so- start solving the problems of the future. Education, hunger, poverty. So, yeah, I mean, this is, this is, you know, as, as Roy was saying, the UCT students, this is their, they're living this at the moment. Do you think that they should be doing something else like solving uh, poverty in Kyalicha or do you think that this is their issue? They need to live it and they, they need to own it and, and, you know, stand for it until, until something changes? You know what? I think if, if it's the start of something, I think it's awesome. Um, I, I just wanted to almost, um, get get done with because it's not the main issue. Um, I think that programs now that will look at um, addressing uh, entrance requirements, better access to funding, and all the actual real problems that um, materially affect the students of UCT and prospective students is where this debate should go. And I think this is, that's where this campaign will get exciting. So as soon as as soon as this has passed and the statue has been removed, it'll be good to see if the students actually carry on this campaign and still have the same um, kind of fire to direct this campaign to things that will actually cause change. And that's the removal of the statue. Siem Nyanda, thank you so much. Uh, check out his article in The Guardian. Uh, we've just tweeted it now, at Yebo underscore L-E-V-Y and at Rory Shabalala. Yebo. <laughs> So, yeah, thank you. Thanks so much and uh, keep doing your thing. It's an interesting one. Uh, I, I heard the outgoing vice chancellor of, um, of the UKZN talking about that there are no real programs in place in transformation in, in our universities and our tertiary institutions. I was at WITS the other day. I was telling you this and, uh, it was, I thought fascinating to see a university 21 years later where I was surrounded by only one or two white faces. Uh, in an entire food hall, food court, where 21 years ago that wouldn't have been the case. Are there any universities getting this right? I think, you know, one of the things that we continue to do that is a big mistake is is we continue to look at this as a black issue. And for as long as the issues of this country are going to be, and the plight of the black person is going to be uh, the exclusive problem of the black person, I think we, mo- we won't move forward. This is an issue of national reconciliation. So if we're speaking about bringing us together and moving forward together, then we need to look at this not as going back into the past, but as moving forward. Now, you need to understand the culture in, in, in universities and academic institutions. It's a very slow culture. Mm. It's a very, things don't change, things very, don't change very rapidly <laughs> and so on. So maybe they do need an external force that, that, that will sort of get them going a lot quicker. You heard, I mean, you were telling me about all the things that uh, that, 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 that the vice chancellor has to go through. This colloquium, oh, this thing. Five, just five to, at least. Just at to least. remove a statue. So I think these things, if we say we want to move forward, then we need to make sure that this country feels and belongs to everyone that's in it and as long as we still got the statues i mean we were we were raising the question and maybe the listeners can tell us uh how would we feel and how would how would how would the germans and and the jewish nation feel if there was if there was a statue of hitler um standing somewhere even if he had left 
Well, land to them. Well, this is an interesting point, Rory, because, for example, uh, Auschwitz still stands. Uh, the Berlin Wall, even though it was broken down, a piece of the Berlin Wall still stands to remind us of the history. Now, it might be a situation of South Africa's doing a very poor job of contextualizing um, this issue, of, of, of actually saying, here is Rhodes. Here he stands in his contemplative look. If you see the statue, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but this is a bad man. Like, this is a guy that took a lot of land, wealth away from from black people of the time. Mm. And th- but this is what he did as well. Yeah. Um, well, it it depends where, when in 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 the changes in society does it happen. So does it happen at a time when we've made some progress in changing the material conditions of people, or does it happen when these things still stand? Because right now, what he symbolizes is not us having progressed from where we were. He still symbolizes when people see him and when people realize what he's see that statue, they see that the what he symbolizes within the living environment. So things haven't changed for them, mm. you know. So so yes, we can. Turn Turn these things into monuments when we have made progress and we can say that this is a sign of victory over oppression as opposed to a sign, a sign of us celebrating uh, what happened to in the past. Should the change happen? Should the transformation happen and then the symbols go? Yeah, or is chicken it just- and egg. It's a chicken and egg <laughs> one, I think. So on Twitter, a lot of people commenting on this, and we'd love to hear from you uh, as well. If you want to call in, oh eight six one five 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 one eight nine. We've got a tweet here. My dad was a senior lecturer at UCT for five years. Then he had his contract ended due to BEE. Hashtag not fair. Lots of uh, discussions around that. Lots of anger. Um, I wanted to bring in uh, a guy by the name of Andrew Gasnola. That's a very interesting surname. Um, it, he's a beneficiary of, of Rhodes, I suppose, as so many are. Um, but he was part of the Rhodes Scholarship um, fraternity, and he's written some interesting articles on the Daily Maverick. Andrew, good morning to you. Hi, good morning. Your opinion on, on this whole Rhodes matter, do we just get rid of Rhodes completely? Do we, do we throw him out? I think, you know, I think it's bigger than, than the statue, and I think that's what the students at UCT have been making the point about. I was a recipient of the Mandela Rhodes Scholarship, which is slightly different uh, to the Rhodes Scholarship. But like Rhodes Scholars, we struggle with the idea that this was a man who, you know, he wasn't a man of his time. He was quite monstrous even back then. And his legacy is ill-gotten, um, but there are particular benefits. But, you know, you receive the scholarship not as an unthinking person. Um, and I think that's the important thing. You know, many scholars, whether they're in Oxford or whether they're more locally based, are critical and are thinking about it, that it's not just about the statue. It's not just about a memorial to a man who wasn't a, a good man. Um, he was a flawed man. And there is a legacy that's been, that has transformed. I mean, there's 6,500 Rhodes scholars. Uh, but, you know, if you go on Rhodes' intention... It was only supposed to be given to men, firstly. It was only supposed to be given to men from North America, Europe, the, U- um, the British Empire, and Australia, Germany. New Zealand, yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, and, and that change where women were eventually phased in as possible recipients was only done in the late 1970s. And that was through, um, you know, different protests, like the protests we have at UCT, and it's only now transformed. And I mean, an interesting fact is the first 80 Rhodes Scholars from South Africa, only four of them were black. Um, and if you look at the, the legacy, because a lot of people are like, well, look, there's all these wonderful scholarships and amazing people have gone on it. And then Mandela himself thought that, you know, it would be a good partnership. 
But that isn't enough for us to say, you know what, we shouldn't criticize, we shouldn't be introspective. And I think it's important as a country, and I think UCT has been a, a tipping point for many young people to begin to think about this and say, you know, it's not just about the statue, it's not just about names and monuments, it's about those underlying issues, it's about is transformation really happening, can they exist in a society where they're not required to conform. So, 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 Andrew, um, you, 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 of course, uh, aren't just a Rhodes Scholar, but you also, you also are an organizer within the Rhodes community in, in one way or another. So, what's the general sense amongst uh, Rhodes Scholars uh, about, about this, this issue? Uh, is everybody against or is everybody for what's happening uh, on the UCT campus? Yeah, look, I think like most debates of this nature, you know, there's no one thought process. So in terms of the Mandela Rhodes community, uh, there's different views. There's no one view. And similarly with the Rhodes scholars in Oxford, there isn't one view. But I think the the sense, at least in, in the space where I am amongst sort of my peers, is that they do believe the statue should go, and they do believe that Rhodes has a checkered past, and it isn't simply canonized by the fact that he has scholarships and good work has been done, or the fact that Madiba went over in 2002 to form this Mandela Rhodes combination. Um, what, what, but people struggle with it. You so, know, so, it, it. So what would it take? So, so, so what would it take for a guy like that to, 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 to clean up his legacy, so to speak? So what, what else could he have done um, to, 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 t- to clean it up? So he's a guy, he's done all of these bad things, and then he realizes, oh, my goodness, I've messed up. Um, or his, or his, or his, um, his, his, his grandchildren and so on uh, don't want to be part of that legacy, and then decide to open it up to to to, to black people, to women, and so on, and and that represents that that's part of their heritage. So so how do you how do we how do we reconcile that? Look, I think it's a it's a very difficult position, um, and the the Rhodes Trust, I suppose, from a strategic point of view, when Mandela went over in two thousand and two to approach them about the formation of this Mandela Rhodes Foundation that also gives scholarships. I think strategically they must have been thinking, this is an opportunity. You know, Rhodes was perceived as an imperialist, a colonialist, a segregationist, and here's one of the world's greatest liberators coming to us and proposing this. And, you know, the timing of it was all done in a very synchronized way. And I think for, for the Rhodes trustees, it was strategic. Um, and for Mandela, it must have also been strategic because he was able to get about $100 million from them to establish one of his legacy foundations. And, you know, I think it's important for us not to try and rewrite history. Rhodes was a bad man. Rhodes did bad things. He was a segregationist. He was someone who enslaved many miners to work in his mines. He was a bad person. But people have benefited. You know, people, and, and I think the important thing is, regardless of where these scholars find themselves, you know, some are for keeping it, some are for removing it. I think they all have the ability to think critically. And the fact that you have black people across the world who are now recipients of it, I think, you know, if Rhodes was around, that obviously wouldn't be his wishes. So tell us, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting that you say it wouldn't be his wishes. Um, but, uh, you know, do you, because you're now you're projecting, you're projecting on behalf of Rhodes. Um, yeah. What do you think, project on behalf of Mandela, what do you think his words into this, con- into this debate would be at this time? Well, look, I, you know, I, one, of the, one of the pillars of the Mandela Rhodes Foundation, which Madiba was behind establishing, 
um, with Prof. Jake Selvall, um, was reconciliation. It was the idea that Rhodes had, through ill-gotten means, amassed a massive amount of wealth off the back of Africans, and Madiba would have perceived the Mandela Rhodes Foundation and that scholarship as, you know, just, and as a good way of saying, you know what, Rhodes, everything you stood for and everything you believed in, the British Empire and segregation and colonial powers, has been turned on its head. And yet today, I now am using your name. I am using some of your money. And I mean, the Mandela Rhodes Foundation has gone on from that 100 million to amass about 500 million rand. And he has succeeded in, Mandela at least, in awarding, in a short space of 10 years, awarding almost 300 scholarships and in many ways changing the lives of young Africans on the continent. So are you saying it was a reverse takeover of the legacy? Well, in part. The only, the only difficulty is the Rhodes trust and the Rhodes scholarship will always exist. And I think that was part of Rhodes' intention, his legacy. But I think, you know, regardless of whether you are Mandela Rhodes scholar or Rhodes scholar, to have introspection and on these issues to, to really think about what conversation are we trying to have. Um, and it is difficult, you know, because mm. we can't rewrite history. We yeah. can't say Rhodes was bad or good. He was, he was a man of flawed you know, flawed decisions and decisions which he needed to make and which he chose to make. But it's difficult for us to now sit back and say, you know, he was he was the worst thing ever. Well, I, well, um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think you can pretty much say Hitler was very bad and he made some flawed decisions as well. He was a yeah. bad person. I think Rhodes killed a whole bunch of black people. He was a yeah. bad person, you know, so... Yeah. But here's the interesting thing, Andrew. Obviously, you were a little bit younger when you received uh, the Mandela Rhodes Scholarship. Yeah. Um, was there ever a moment in your mind where you were like, who is this Rhodes guy? Because you hear about Rhodes, Rhodes, Rhodes. You know about Cecil John Rhodes, the Rhodes Memorial, blah, blah. Yeah. But would you ever, did you ever think, you know, how old are you right now? 29. 29. So when you yeah. received that Mandela Rhodes thing, did you ever, was there ever a moment in your mind where you went, actually, I'm not going to accept this. I, I don't want to be benefited by a man that had such a poor and shocking legacy. Yeah, I think, you know, I think in the application process for most scholars who go through the process, and I know the Rhodes Trust in their application process and interviews do the same thing about unpacking this legacy. And I, when um, part of your application process is an, is an essay where you have to sort of unpack, is there anything you can take from Rhodes' legacy um, and then they, it's also something that you touch on in the interview process. And the only way that I, I was very uncomfortable going through the process and in my essay I struggled with it as well, trying to hold on to this idea, this notion that Madiba put forward of reconciliation and transcending that history of Rhodes, the, the bad man, and seeing if there is good that you can take from that so-called legacy, that educational legacy at least. Because that's the other element that Madiba relied on, that Rhodes had an education legacy, and through reconciliation you can take it somewhere else. But it's something that I still struggle with, um, you know, because he enslaved many people, he killed people, and he benefited from it. And in a way, um, those fruits are now in the scholarship. Um, and it's something that I think you struggle with regardless of whether you accepted it or you don't accept it. Um, so, I think so. it's something you struggle with at UCT when you see issues of statues of Rhodes or we, if you're at Rhodes University. It's something that 
that you try and grapple with, but it's not it's not an easy answer. So, Andrew, um, <clears throat> as somebody who, as we wrap up with you, as somebody who uh, has received um, the scholarship and has benefited uh, uh, partly from this uh, legacy, uh, but somebody who, who, who also supports the, the Rose Must Fall campaign, how would you summarize your view? And, and, and what would you say to, to listeners out there that are, that, that are confused by this issue or, or who, are, who are sitting on a, on, a, on a very polar opposite side to where you sit on this issue? Yeah, I, I think for me, it, it's not just about the statue. Um, I think early on, before I came on, you were, you were illustrating the point that this is much more than the statue. It's about students who exist in a space where they feel that this is just a symbol of the lack of change in an institution where they want to be part of. And I think it's important for us to have introspective conversations like this and challenge each other and also realize that the status quo cannot hold. Um, where students are required to conform, where to re- you know they are unlikely to meet black professors at the university, and I think it's important for us to to challenge each other, but in a in a dialogue, not as opposed to attacking each other and trying to say your view has no meaning, it has no point, you are a hypocrite, you you know, and I've heard people say things like, don't these students know better? Shouldn't they be studying? Shouldn't they be off? doing something more important. But this is an important conversation, and it's been highlighted in, in the past three weeks that this is now a national conversation and not just isolated to a statue. Mm. Well. Andrew Gastonola, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Rhodes, uh, Mandela Rhodes recipient, giving his views as to what it's like to be a recipient of a bad man's legacy. Thank you so much, and have a lovely day. Thanks very much. Thanks, thanks. Interesting to, to, to find someone who I think he was sitting, you know, jumping around the issue a little bit because it is difficult, I think, to, to try and reconcile this idea of I benefited. I mean, he went to Oxford. Mm. He got an amazing education because of a bad man's legacy. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he did say that, um, he, he's struggling with this thing. So, yeah. so, so it's not an obvious thing. Uh, you have the opportunity to take what was meant for evil and use it for good. So obviously he took the scholarship and he's gone on to be educated and he's now a productive member of society. So, so what, where does that put him? So I think he, as he says, he is struggling, but the question is what has he done with that legacy? So it, I don't imagine that it's it's easy, and you can hear that they keep referencing the Mandela side of it a lot more. But uh, I think it's a conversation we need to hear more Rhodes scholars speak out about this because ultimately their their legacy is now attached to that legacy. So the question then is, what next? What do they do? And and is there something that the Rhodes community, the Rhodes scholarship community, can do or say that is symbolic in this in this particular issue? It's interesting because Mm -hmm. I, I do feel like this could be the start of black consciousness. Uh, 2.0. What, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> well, well, maybe it's just or South maybe, African maybe, consciousness. Maybe we're just seeing. Maybe we're just seeing it. I think this has been happening. This ju- this didn't just happen. It it wasn't just uh, a crazy moment when one student decided that he's going to throw feces all over the statue. It it mm. has been happening. What we're seeing right now, I believe, is is a pivotal moment in citizen activism in South Africa, like we've never seen before. You know, this we we're typically people that 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 scream and shout on radio. We call, we tweet, and so on, but we don't take action. So. Mm. 
uh, whether for the good or the bad, this is a critical moment. And one, one hopes that after this is done, uh, we will see these students moving into other sectors of society and bringing down all those things that represent institutional racism. I differ with people that say we can't keep looking back. This is a move forward. We're moving forward by, by destroying those things that are not part, that are not going to be part of our future and our children's futures. Very interesting debates going on Twitter as well. At Yebo underscore L-E-V-Y, at Rory Shabalala, R-O-R-I. T-S-H-A-B-A-L-A-L-A I mean, wow <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's the surname of kings, my well, friend Well, that's why you don't like Twitter Because 140 characters are taken up in your surname <laughs> uh, It's 20 to 10 right now We're speaking a little bit about When be- when bad men do good things On the Cliff Central uh, Lots of debate going on at the moment We're speaking to all sorts of different people We've spoken to students We've spoken to lawyers We've spoken to uh, political analysts uh, Recipients of the Rhodes Scholarship Next on the line is... Uh, Pumzile Van Dam. For those of you who don't know her, she is the national spokesperson for the DA. Now it's been uh, it's been very interesting to hear what what's going on regarding the DA. It looks like the youth league are saying one thing, the uh, the national caucus are saying a completely other thing. Um, so we want to find out exactly what's going on there. Uh, on Twitter, Chalchelo Moraka says roads must fall, just period, and. Uh, a non-essay says those that keep looking at the past fail to look at the future. It's, it's what you were speaking about. Um, Rory, was he bad? I mean, let's just, let's, let's find out. In your opinion, was this man a bad man given the life and times that he lived in? I mean, here's a guy who came over in a boat. He doesn't have any education. All right. He didn't finish any kind of high school, came over to help his brother work in a cotton farm in Natal. Then, you know, was speculative, went to Kimberley, started doing a whole bunch of business mining, really astute businessman, took over that entire industry, started De Beers effectively, became exceptionally wealthy and was following what he then thought was the norm, which was to say, we need to create this British imperialism. Well, virtue is virtue. Virtue does not need education, Andrew. I I, I believe I, I am. Very simply, I believe he was a bad man. Um, you don't need to be educated to to know the difference between right and wrong, and you do not need to be a bad. You do not need to be educated in order to realize that what you're doing is hurting others. But perhaps uh, you know our opinion is not is not that important. Let's find out from Pumzile. Was morning Pumzile? How are you? We're still, seem, no, we're yeah. still trying to get her. She's okay. uh, she's a busy woman. You, a busy you know, woman, like yeah. when the caucus says imagine. one thing and the, the youth league says <laughs> it's another, it's going to be wrong. Here's a question, though. Um, and I'm going to post it on Twitter and give you the answer a little bit later. True or false? Did Rhodes say the following thing? Uh, because we, we're very much about all his quotes that are bad. But here's the one that could be interesting. True or false? Did Rhodes say, I could never accept the position that we should disqualify a human being on account of his color. I'm going to read that again. Did Rhodes say, I could never accept the position that we should disqualify a human being on account of his color? We're going to put that up on Twitter. Let us know what you think at Yebo underscore L-E-V-Y or at Cliff Central Common. Of course, WeChat, we welcome your thoughts. Let's see if uh, Pumzile is online right now. Uh, Pumzile, good morning to you. Good morning, and good morning to your listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today. Seems like there's a little bit of a debate going on within the DA and the and the DA Youth League. Oh no, no, we absolutely uh, uh, we're not we're on the same page. Um, yeah, it is, and, and it's good that internal debates can happen about such uh, issues. 
So, Pumzile, was was Rhodes a bad man, according to the DA? Rhodes was a bad man. Um, but I think, you know, the whole issue about the statue is being misinterpreted. I don't think uh, the struggle, that the student struggle is against uh, the man Rhodes or the statue. I think it's a, it goes much deeper than that. It is really, the way I see it, I think the students are just really struggling against um, a state that has failed to provide them with a lot of things and that's just being used as a symbol to target uh, their disdain at the state. So do you do does the DA then believe that the statue must fall? We believe that the statue uh, must be moved to a different location on campus. Um, I mean, we need to be constantly aware of where we come from, so we never go back there. So we can't erase history. We need we need to know our history. We need to be aware of our history. So we uh, just should be moved to a different. Um, spots on campus and there should be discussion with all the students and all the uh, affected stakeholders about what that uh, statue will be replaced with. Of course, it's not uh, just about a statue from Zealand. You're well aware of the the national debate and discourse that's going on around transformation um, Mm. and specifically around UCT that sits in, in your province. What are your thoughts on transformation at UCT or what are the DA's thoughts? Well, I don't think... Uh, I think it's an issue that is happening in campuses around South Africa. Um, it's not really just UCT, because um, I saw UKZN has now started uh, protesting against the statue there. Um, it definitely, I'm glad that these students have started this conversation because we need to talk 20 years into our democracy, 21 years into our democracy. Um, clearly, we're not where we need to be in terms of transformation. So I'm glad that the students have brought up this issue. You know, it's very easy to move a statue. What would your voters say if Rhodes University had to change its name because the Rhodes legacy is now um, diminished in, in South Africa? Would you be willing no, to, to change that? It's a conversation that needs to happen with uh, the people that it affects, the students at Rhodes, um, University Senate, the alumni. So that's a decision that they need to make. Um, and if they make that decision, then we will absolutely support it. It's their decision to make. Do, do you feel that the way in which this conversation is currently happening is, is productive, Pumzile? Do you, do you feel that the students are going about it the right way, that all the other commentators around the issue are, are, are going about it in, in the most productive way? Uh, the students absolutely have the right to protest. Uh, and express themselves. Um, I don't. Uh, I personally do not uh, think throwing feces around is firstly legal or or, uh, or healthy. So I think uh, the students are more than entitled to protest, and it's, it's actually great that they are because there's this narrative out there that young people are pathetic, they don't care about things. So I'm actually quite impressed to see young people uh, standing up and fighting for an issue that they care about. And uh, if it falls, then um, do you think that they should then move on to other to other to other symbols of oppression and start to and and demand that they come down? And here we're talking not just about statues, but about entire communities. Must Camps Bay fall, yeah. Puzile? I think they, I think there's lots of problems facing South Africa. There's huge unemployment, there's poverty, uh, there's high corruption. So I think uh, the students should tackle those issues too. Uh, the issue of transformation is just as important as those issues. So I do think um, our, our students need to tackle go on to other issues as well. So, so, so the revolution continues? 
<laughs> if it must. If it must. This is the DA's view that the revolution should continue and that next could be Camps Bay falling. No, 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 that was not, that's not what I said. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm saying that there are many, many issues facing South Africa. There's corruption, there's unemployment, there's high poverty. Uh, and this is as a result of a government that has failed to deliver to South Africa 20 years into our democracy. So the re- revolution, if you want to use that word, should be against, uh, should be fought through the ballot. Uh, and the ANC voted out of power because they have failed to deliver on the promise. Um, I think that it's, it's interesting that the people that are protesting now uh, are kids that were born in 94, 95, the born Swedes who were sort of presented as South Africa's hope, uh, you know, where for them their lives are going to be uh, free, apartheid will be over. And so a lot of them, uh, things are still the same. So it's really interesting that it's that particular particular demographic that's um, uh, uh, fighting. So, Pumzile, in in wrapping up, you said that people must express themselves through the ballot. Now, this is happening in the Western Cape, and it's not it's no secret that uh, the Western Cape has been criticised for failing to to transform quickly enough. Do you think that they should express themselves through the ballot in the Western Cape as well and remove the DA? Um, firstly, this this thing is not only happening in the Western Cape. So like I said to you, so the UK is in as well, and I saw in Bloemfontein. It happened on a campus in Bloemfontein. So uh, trans- the transformation problem, the racism problem, is not a problem that is unique to any province or municipality. It happens everywhere. And pretending that it's something that's only unique to all these areas just minimizes uh, minimizes it. So it's, it's not um, unique to the Western Cape. Thank, thank you very much, Pumzile, for your opinion. We know that you are a very busy lady, and we thank you for, for coming on air and sharing your opinions with us. Thank you very much for that. She nearly got into trouble there. Like, there was a little bit of <laughs> the revolution starter. You just saw all the people in, in Langer Township saying, Pumzile told us we can go to Camps Bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Camps Bay must Oh, <laughs> it's an interesting one. It's uh, cliffcentral.com. If you've just joined us, 10 to 10, uh, you can obviously catch the podcast of this. We're speaking about when Bad men do good things. Of course, roads must fall is at the heart of the South African context at the moment. It's uh, It's been three weeks now, and it doesn't look like it's going to end very soon. UCT are going to have their final caucus meeting. They went through five colloquiums, and oh, God, Dr. Max Price must just be inundated with going to colloquiums. What does that even mean? Like, if this was happening in Joburg, I'm sure someone would just take a hammer to that thing and, and then it would be over. <laughs> you know, we wouldn't have to worry about this thing. Yeah, and, and, and maybe the question, and maybe let me ask you, Andrew. So, let's say this doesn't stop. Let's say people spill into the streets and this just becomes bigger and bigger. Where will you be uh, as this revolution starts to take shape? Oh, I'm, I'm hiding. I'm, I'm <laughs> under my bed on this one. No. <laughs> You're flying to Australia. Yeah, no, straight away. I'm going to Australia because, you know, South Africa's Gone to the dogs. <laughs> I think that um, I think that w- as 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 white people, we need to understand what white institutionalization actually means. You know, what does it mean to be? Uh, in, what does this white institutionalization mean? Uh, because I don't think people do understand it, and specifically white people, they're just like, oh, can't we get over this already? I, you know, I can't handle another black person speaking about you know the inequalities of the past. Let's just look into the future. I'm sorry I'm using that accent. I don't know where that comes from. But anyway, um, <laughs> no, maybe it's more like I'm speaking now. But Nurture. 
But I think that um, we we need to understand this. We need to we, we need to go. Well, what does it mean? You know, uh, if a black person walks into a boardroom and is surrounded by a whole bunch of white CEOs and then tries to pitch an idea, what does it mean when that person gets you know the, 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 a different treatment to a white person who walks into the same boardroom and pitching the same idea? Mm-hmm. Um, because I I don't think that that's been addressed. I don't think that that's. Uh, I don't think we fully understand it. So from my perspective, you asked me what happens when, when we start removing other statues and other symbols when the Fuhr Trekker Museum goes down. I don't know, to be honest. I, I don't know. The, my thought is we need to be more South African, so I'm, I'm really excited about this. John Carney was speaking about social cohesion and whatever that means. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. You know, we can't be scared all the time. We're just so scared of losing stuff as South Africans and specifically white South Africans. We've got to get over that. Mm. Well, this is a question also to this generation. So, so we're currently dealing with issues of the past. We're dealing with, with, with institutionalized racism. 20 years from now, that might not be the issue. And what are the things that are happening right now? So we could not do anything about, uh, what Rhodes was doing at that time. We weren't there, but we're here right now. Things are happening in front of our very eyes. Uh, I asked the question earlier, should we start and Kandla must fall because of what it represents, because of the reports that have come out even from the public protector saying that this has been, this constitutes stealing from the poor effectively. So the question now is yes, we might go and and erase or, or fix the issues of the past but things are happening right now that we can actually do something about, things that we can stop in the present. So it must not stop here and it must not just stop with the colonial the colonial characters it must be something that we do right now we must impact what happens in parliament immediately we must make sure that the things that have been continuing corruption comes to an end. It, 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 we definitely can't allow ourselves to be so focused on removing statues of roads that we allow things to happen that the next generation is going to have to deal with. Let us be bold enough to not mm. just stop with roads, but also to, to, to get rid of all of those politicians that are corrupt. Yep, absolutely. We've got to take um, not only the legacy issues, but the issues of today as well and see how we can attack them. And together, you know, this is the exciting thing about this whole roads must fall is that I feel like there's a movement that is more than just black and white. It's actually a lot of UCT students going, let's get rid of this guy. Let's move on. Transformation. Eight black professors is not good enough. The narratives that are being spoken about at UCT are still very West and still very white. How do we change these? Let's have those conversations. That's not a scary thing. That's not a bad place to be in as as South Africa. And And a lot of people, I suppose are worried about that conversation. Yeah, I like what you're saying, Andrew. And, 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 and to reiterate, as long as the plight of the black person in South Africa is going to be the exclusive problem of the black person, then we will not move forward. This is a, an issue about the legacy of South Africa, it, it, the collective. So if we say we're people of virtue, if we say we're people who believe that, that, that we should be united, then we should all be involved in saying, this hurts my neighbor, let's get rid of it mm. and let's move forward in the interest of making sure that our children and our grandchildren do not have to deal with these issues. Institutional racism is real. Right, it's real. A kid today, born today, um, to black parents, and a kid today, born to white parents, today, was not involved in apartheid. Had nothing to do with it. But the but the black kid has a four hundred percent chance, uh, a higher chance of dying before the age of one than the white kid. Those are statistics. Now. 
that is a result of the institutions of racism that continue to persist even long after the fall of apartheid. Look at this mixed race baby that we've just made and created here on the Quadzo Show. It's so lovely. It's so lovely. Hey, if you've just uh, joined us, you're a little bit later. The the sex show is coming up next with uh, John T and Spider. It is uh, just two minutes to ten on cliffcentral.com. We've been speaking about when bad men do good things. We, you know, you always hear when good men do bad things, the Clintons of this world and so on. But what about when bad men do good things? And uh, specifically, we're talking about John Cecil Rhodes. You can join the debate. Continue on Twitter at Yebo underscore L E V at Rory Shabalala or at cliffcentral.com check out the podcast some really interesting views and uh, of course we want to hear from you uh, last last before we go um, we asked a question earlier did Rhodes say I could never accept the position that we should disqualify a human being on account of his color that colonial racist actually did say that does that change your view in any way it depends who wrote the book that you read it from <laughs> <laughs> Have yourself a, a lovely, lovely Friday and a fantastic weekend. Lots more coming up here on cliffcentral.com. Uh, my name is Andrew Levy. I'm with my partner, Rory Sang Shabalala. Goodbye. Have yourself a good weekend. Ciao, and ciao. a lot more coming from the show in the up and coming weeks. Ciao Yebo. for now. <laughs>